Uh, and welcome to our Bible teaching. We're going to continue a series tonight on the realm of God. Now, we've been doing this for a couple of weeks, and it's actually part of a bigger series that I've been doing where we've been stirring ourselves up more about the miraculous, the reality of, of the manifestation of God on this earth. And the reason I'm spending so much time doing this is because I believe these things need to become a lot more real to us. Uh, we, we, we read things in the Bible and things that happen and we know, oh yeah, that's in the Bible, you know, Moses with the Red Sea and all these other things. But sometimes the reality of these things just doesn't really hit home. And, and, and we can comprehend them happening all the way back in Moses' day, but we can't really comprehend them happening today. And so uh, I'm spending time on this because I believe God wants to manifest uh, his power, his presence, his glory more and more through his church, through the body of Christ, through his people. And part of that, the reason I'm talking about the realm of God is because I want, I want the, the, the heavenly realm to become more real to us. Uh, we've talked about the fact that so often we, we're just very naturally minded. We're very caught up in my natural life, the things that I've got to do, my plans. And, you know, got, I've got my church attendance here in the corner somewhere. And, hey, or, or, you know, maybe I'm a little bit more fired up. I like doing more church things and praying. But the reality of the heavenlies, the reality of heaven and, and the glory and the power and the presence of God is not as real to us a lot of times as it should be. And, and you know, when you read some of the things in the Bible, sometimes you really need to put yourself in that passage a little bit and, and, and think about, imagine what it would have been like to have been when, present when some of these miracles happened. I mean, we've talked about uh, some of the times, like, like when Jesus ascended up into heaven. And, and, and I mean, that would have just been amazing to just watch him go up. Can you imagine being on this earth and, and you're standing there with Jesus. I mean, that's great. And, and he just begins to lift up and just, that's not normal. That's not natural. That doesn't happen naturally. See, in the miraculous in the Bible goes against the, the natural thinking, goes against what the natural mind tells you should and can happen. See, God's a God who can just make body parts appear like that. He's a God who can just make a leg just appear where there's been no leg. I don't mean take three weeks to grow up. I just mean appear like that. And, and, and just incredible things. Uh, and this needs to become more real to us. We, we need to just break our natural thinking, our, our limitations, where we just limit what God can do. Jesus said all things are possible to him who believes. And someone looks at that and says, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I know all things are possible, you know, but, you know, not this, not, you know, no, you, you haven't really got a hold of what he said there. You have not got a hold of what Jesus was trying to show us when, when the heavenly realm comes into contact with this natural realm. Things that can't happen naturally can happen. This is where a man called Moses just stretched out his rod over, over, over a sea. And that the sea just divided up into two. We see the pictures. We get excited about it. But whoa, imagine that happened right in front of you. Imagine that these things, Elijah, a man called fire down from heaven. Fire came down from heaven. That wasn't natural. That was, that, that was a manifestation of God, the heavenly realm coming into contact with the natural realm. And so many other things in the Bible that are just 
you, you can't take this out of the Bible and, and, and be honest, really. From Genesis to Revelation, there is the manifestation of God amongst his people, in and through his people. And there's some people who want to tell you, oh, these things have passed away. It's not for our day. See, they want Christianity to be a dead philosophical religious belief system, but they want to eliminate the power of heaven manifesting through Christians. Isn't it amazing? Right throughout the Old Testament, God manifested. Through the time of Jesus, you've got, and, and, and the early church in Acts, you've got the power and the manifestation of God. And then if you jump past our time into the book of Revelation, you will find out there's the manifestation of God. It talks about the, the miraculous and God doing things and, and, and manifesting through people. See, there's some people who say, oh, you see, the miraculous has passed away. How come you just think we're the we're this is a little generation somewhere in the middle where we don't get the miraculous happens before our time and it happens after our time, but it's not for us. That's the most ridiculous man-made theology ever. And it comes from people who don't really understand that the reality on, and the power of the things of God that manifest through his people. And we're going to talk about some things. But you see, we are part of the heavenly realm. The Bible says we are born of God. In fact, I'm going to jump a little bit ahead of myself what I was going to do here. And I'll get back to that in a minute. But in Philippians 3. Philippians chapter 3, verse 20, Paul says this. He says, for our citizenship is in heaven. Our citizenship. When you, when you think about citizenship, you think about either where someone was born or where they come from or where they live. Well, you know, where are you from? Where were you born? When I was born in, in Wales or I was born in England and I was born in Scotland or I was born in Europe. Uh, you know, and, and we identify so much with our natural genealogy, our natural citizenship. But if you're part of the body of Christ, if you're in the church, You've got, you've got something else that, that you should really be more aware of. 1 John 5 talks about if, any, if, we, if anyone is born of God. I'm not just born in South Africa or born in Wales or born in England. I am born of God. I have had a, 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 I'm a citizen of, of heaven. I belong to the heavenly realm. Ephesians says we are seated with Christ where in heavenly places. We are seated in the heavenly places. I'm not just here in the natural world. I'm seated in heavenly places. I have a heavenly connection. I'm part of another realm. And this natural realm is not all there is to it. Now, to some people who hear me preaching and saying this, they might think, man, that guy's a little bit weird out there. I'd rather go and hear about you know, all the, all the religious sermons and the dead stuff, the dead theology. Well, you know, you're welcome to do whatever you want to. But when you look into the Bible, you need to realize, and I'm going to show you some things about Paul today, but we need to begin to understand, I'm not of this earth. I'm not limited to this earth. I'm not just part of this earth. I'm here to represent heaven. I have a heavenly citizenship. I am filled with heavenly power, God's glory. God's presence is on the inside of me. And he is, I am on this earth for a purpose, to manifest heaven on this earth. And for power, God's glory, God's presence, God's word to flow through my life on into this earth. 
but the reality of this is, is not, is, it's just not real to a lot of people. And, and this is why I've been trying to talk about some of these things with miracles. We need to have an un, a greater understanding. I'm a citizen of heaven, not just a citizen of the United Kingdom. I'm a citizen of, of the heavenly realm, not just a citizen of Europe or America or any, or, or any other country like that. That's my natural situation. But I'm born of God. I'm filled with heavenly power. I'm seated in heavenly places. I, I have a position in the heavenly realm. And, 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 and I am to be filled with the fragrance and the presence of heaven on this earth. Heaven is to flow through me. God's power, God's presence, the reality of that realm, I am to be connected into that realm. But so many Christians are disconnected. They, they, they're just living natural lives, stuck in the natural world, stuck, caught up in natural things. And this is why when, when they pray, there's no power. When they pray and they need God to move, they just find nothing happens. And it's because they're so disconnected from that realm. They're stuck and caught up. Paul talked about people who are carnally or naturally minded. He says to be carnally minded is death. Those who live their life after the natural and that's all there is and they're just caught up in the natural they'll find they, they struggle to access heavenly powers but you see god is god is wanting us to be far more aware of that realm i'm going to show you in a minute how aware of that realm paul was uh but i want to show you something first i i don't want to skip over this because i just want to for a moment just talk about elijah ascending up into heaven just think about this this is amazing Put yourself in this in this passage and imagine this happening. Uh, Elijah, 2 Kings chapter 2. We know this. We've heard this. We know he, he went up in a whirlwind and the chariots of fire. But just think about this. Uh, 2 Kings chapter 2. Now, the reason I do, I'm looking at some of these passages is to try to make them more real to us. They're not just words on a page. This, this actually happened. There was actually a man called Elijah who walked on this earth and he spoke to the weather and it didn't rain for three and a half years. This is a real man who walked on this earth and, and, and called fire down from heaven. More than once, fire came down from heaven at his word because God's power worked through this man's life. He wasn't just limited to the natural realm. But even at the end of his life, he's one of the few people who never died. He just stepped over or ascended over in his case. He just he just went from earth to heaven. OK, Second Kings chapter two, verse one it says, and it came to pass when the Lord was about to take up Elijah into heaven. OK, it's going to tell us what how this happened. But. What happened here? God is about to take this man from the earth into the heavens. He's about to transfer locations. You see, heaven is a real place. Heaven is not just, to, to some people, heaven is just the place we think, about, oh, you know, when I die and, you know, I'll be with, with the Lord in glory. But it's not that real to them. It's something that they, they put way off somewhere else and don't think about much. And, and because they, life's all about the natural right now for them. But you see, we've got to realize, even while I live my life on this earth, I'm not just here to focus on the natural. I'm not just here to live a natural life. I'm here as an ambassador, as, as a representative of heaven. And I 
every believer needs to be connected in with that realm, connected into the things of God, become heavenly minded, spiritually minded. This is the time for this to happen. The body of Christ in years gone by, we, you know, we've gotten by with just with the majority of Christians just being naturally minded, disconnected from the things of God, all relying on one or two or three or four ministers who represent the fire and the presence of heaven and one or two ministers who revivals happen through. But we're in a different day right now. We're in a day when the body of Christ, see, in Acts, in Acts chapter 2, God did not say, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on a few of you. He said, I'll pour out my spirit on all of you. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. God is wanting a body of Christ to connect into the heavenly realm for the things of heaven to become real to us. And for us to represent and for the powers of heaven to flow through our lives onto this earth. Whether it's miraculous power, whether it's healing power, whatever it is. But in order for that to happen, one of the things, one of the things that's got to happen is God's got to get us to stop being so naturally minded and to become more heavenly minded. Become more aware of the reality of this realm every day of my life. To, be, to live my life with an awareness of the power and the presence of heaven. And the fact that I'm part of that realm. I am right now seated with Christ. Yes, that talks about authority. But where am I seated? In heavenly places. i got one foot. I'm part of, well, not just one part of me. I am in that realm. Heavenly realms. I'm in heavenly places. Yes, I'm in the natural world too. I'm here. I'm in both. That's not real to a lot of people. Well, I'm living in the natural and one day in the great future, I'll be in heaven. No, 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 no. You're in heavenly places right now. You're, you are seated with Christ in heavenly places. We are the connection. We are the ones we connect heaven and earth onto this earth, represent and, and, and manifest the glory and the power and the presence of God on this earth. Paul talked about the fragrance of heaven is supposed to be all over us. Heaven, the realm of God, should flow through our hands when we lay hands on the sick. The anointing, the power of God, that's the power of he the heavenly realm. The realm of God w goes through us into other people. It's not real to us a lot of the time. Why? Because we're so disconnected from that realm. But God's raising up a group of people. God is raising up a body of Christ that is going to be far more connected into that realm than people than, than the body of Christ has been for a long time. And you're going to see the powers of heaven manifest on this planet. You talk about the glory of the Old Testament, the things that Moses, Elijah did. <laughs> to coin another phrase, you ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. The glory of God. That is going to manifest through the body of Christ is, is beyond imagination. But God is raising up. He's getting some people who need to start. Stop being so naturally minded. Stop being so caught up in all of my natural things. Now, I'm not saying there's natural things to do. You've got to live your natural. Now, I'm not saying I'll quit your jobs. They're, they're things you've got to do. But each day as you do those things, we need to develop a greater awareness of the heavenly things in my life and be far more connected into that and 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 
plug on it, plug in, to, 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 to use a, a, a phrase we can relate to. Stay plugged in to be a channel for heaven on this earth. Anyway, <coughs> Elijah says God's going to take him up into heaven. See, he's going to transfer from the earth into the heaven. Why? Because heaven's a real place. Heaven's not just a nice place for, for theory and for, you know, one day when I die. It's a real place. Paul talked about in his life, he says, I was caught up into the third heaven. And we'll talk more about him in a, him in a moment because I want you to, 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 to see how Paul lived his life. But let's, let's keep going on here with Elijah. In verse 11, 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 11. It, so him, Elijah and Elisha, they're walking along. And it says, as it, ha it happened, as they continued on and talked. So yeah, they're, on, they're just walking along, talking. They've crossed over the river and they're, they're on their way to, was it Gilgal or something? Or they're going from Gilgal. But yeah, they're coming from, went with Elisha from Gilgal. So they're just walking along. They're in the natural world. Everything around them, the natural things, the stones, the trees, the, the rocks, you know, all the things we're used to are just going, two guys, they know each other very well, walking along. And then suddenly what happens? It says, as, as, they, as they continued and talked, that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared. Appeared. Where'd it come from? It's just there. Chariot of fire, just right there all of a sudden. With horses of fire. Picture this. Imagine, imagine you are walking down the road with a friend of yours. Yeah, you're on your way to, I don't know, the grocery store. You're having a chat. You're talking about the things of God. And you know, there's cars driving, there's buses and, you know, all the things going on that you're used to in the natural world. And then suddenly, chariot of fire just appears out of nowhere. You talk about, whoa, where'd that come from? Came from another realm. <laughs> this happened. It, this came from the heavenly realm, came from the realm of God into this realm. It, it, there's, more, there's more than just the natural world. It's in the Bible. If you just read it, it's, it's all over the Bible. We just haven't really, that realm hasn't become real to us. This chariot and horses of fire, it says it separated the two of them. It's just the thro both thrown aside and suddenly there's the chariot. I mean, whoa. <laughs> It's like angels just appearing in the Bible. We've talked about that. They just appear out of nowhere. They, one minute they're not there, the next minute they're there. It's with here, just the whole chariot. <laughs> and you better believe that heavenly chariot of fire is far better than anything man's ever invented. You think, you know, our jets and all of that's, you know, oh, well, we got petrol. We got, you know, we got jet powered engines. My word, you better wonder what it's like to get on a, cha a heavenly chariot. That's, that's the, that stuff doesn't need petrol to run. This is a manifestation of the glory realm. Right here on the earth, it happened. And, and it, it says they separated the two of them. And, and then it says, and Elijah went up. He went up. Remember, we talked about Jesus. He went up. Jesus ascended. One minute he's on the earth. And here Elijah is the same thing. It says he went up by a whirlwind. There's a whirlwind. And he just begins to lift up off this earth. It's not a natural whirlwind. He just begins to lift up off this earth. And, and where does he go? It says into heaven. He transferred from the natural into the spirit, into the realm of God, the heavenlies. Whoa. Okay, can you imagine just 
you're with your friend and this chariot of fire just throws you two of you apart and then suddenly this friend who you've known for years just suddenly he just begins to raise off the ground and goes up into heaven in a whirlwind and you're like whoa this isn't real. This is why I say imagine this. Put yourself in this and think about what it's like. Let this sink in and become real to you. See, we've been taught about meditating on the word. Well, meditate upon some of these things. That's what I've been doing. I've been, I've been thinking about and letting this revolve around in my mind. Some of these manifestations of God and these miracles and what it was like. If this can become so real to you as you just begin to think about this more and you begin to get a hold of these things happening and it becomes more and more and more real to you and you begin to realize there's a heavenly realm. There's a realm of God and that realm can, can touch this natural realm and do incredible things. We're not limited to the natural realm. That's what Jesus said, all things are possible to him who believes. See, some people think they have difficulty thinking that, that a cancer can be healed. You wait until just just vaporizes right in front of your eyes. You wait until things like, it, it's, it's not hard for the heavenly realm for those things to happen. But if you're so limited, see, if your mind is limited to the natural realm, then your faith will be limited to the natural realm. You're gonna, you're gonna have a hard time believing for heavenly things to manifest in your life when all your mind can comprehend is natural things. If you can't picture these kind of things happening and just in your mind, just imagine, you know, some of you, someone says, well, you know, I got, I, I got cancer and I'm believing God for God to heal my cancer. Uh, you know, begin to sit there and just imagine that thing just vaporizing. And sit there and, oh, you know, maybe one God, one day God will gradually, slowly disappear. If that's the best you can imagine, that, that's fine. But, you know, expand your thinking. Begin to think just as people there in wheelchairs and they just begin to think, well, you know, I'm believing God to heal me. If you can't picture yourself, if you can't see yourself and actually heavenly realm touching you and you're just getting up out of that wheelchair, then you really can't put your faith on that. If you can't see heavenly things affecting this natural realm, then you're going to struggle to put your faith on it. Begin to sit there and just imagine the power of God hitting your body and, 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 and just, just do it day after day. Just begin to think, man, this is what it'll be like if the heavenly powers hit my body. People say, oh, you don't want to get your hopes up. Oh, you, you better believe you do want to get your hopes up. That's what the Bible talks about. We have this hope. We've got this kind of hope in us. It comes from our faith. We begin to believe what heaven can do when the realm of God comes into contact with the natural realm, what it can do. So this is Elijah, went up into heaven. He stepped from what is the natural into the realm of God. And let's, let's, talk about, let's talk about Paul's view of this. Now we read Philippians 3. I want to read you a few things out of Philippians. It's an incredible book. Because in Philippians, you really capture a little bit of understanding about Paul's understanding of, of the, the, the real value of heavenly things compared to natural things. In fact, before I read heaven, uh, uh, Philippians 1, the verse I started on today is in Philippians. For our, Philippians 3.20, for our citizenship is in heaven. I'm part of that realm. I'm not just part of this realm. I wasn't just born here. I was born of God and I've got a heavenly birth that's taken place in my life. 
That was Philippians 3. Well, a little, a little bit before that in Philippians 3, Paul, Paul said this. He says in Philippians 3, verse 7, he says, The things that were gain to me, I counted, or these I have counted loss for Christ. So he said, and he's talking about the things that he's attained, the things that were important to him. He's just been talking about it. He was a Pharisee and he had his status he had in the natural world. And, and then in verse 8, he says, yes, yet indeed, I, I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ. See, what is he saying? He says, those other things were not that important. He says, all the things I attained, all the things I achieved, all my natural achievements, they weren't that important. And he talks about, um, in that same phrase, uh, Philippians 3.8, he says, I count those things, I count them like rubbish. They're not that worth it. See, we talked about this in the last couple of sessions. People cling to their things in the natural, like it's the most important thing. Uh, you know, God doesn't mind you having some things. I don't have a problem with God taking care of us. God will provide. God said, you seek first my kingdom and my righteousness. He says, I'll, uh, you, all the things will be added. God doesn't mind. I don't have a problem with God, people, people providing for our needs here, and God does it incredibly. I don't have a problem with that. But you see, when, when, when you look at those things and you view those things like that's everything, like those are the things that are important, the natural things, all the things I've got. See, we, we cling to those things like, like it's the most important thing. We cling to our natural lives and the things we've got in the natural. I said, God doesn't mind you having some things. You don't have a problem with that. What he wants is you to just begin to realize how of low importance those things really are and to begin to capture an understanding of what's really important. And, 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 and the last couple of sessions that I've, uh, I've talked about that a little bit, Paul says, yes, yeah, that stuff's just rubbish. It's not that important. Now, let's go to Philippians 1. And this is what I want you to show, show you something about this man. We've read these passages, but th what he says here is not that real to us. So we're going to dwell on it. I want, you to, I want what he says here to become real to you. I want you to capture something that Paul saw, something that Paul grabbed a hold of in his life. Philippians chapter 1, verse 21, he says this, For to me, to live is Christ. To die is gain. Now I'm going to go through the next few things that he says, and I'm sure many of us have heard that passage. He says, to live is Christ. Well, he's talking about his natural life. He says, my life here, it's all about Christ. He says, that's, what, that's all that matters. To live is Christ. And in fact, in Galatians, he talks about, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live. It's Christ who lives in me. Paul grabbed a hold of something. He realized everything in the natural. He says, I'm here for a purpose. I'm on this natural world for a purpose. But then what he says, to die, for me to live as Christ, to die is gain. This is not real to a lot of people. Paul here is saying, for me to step out of this natural realm and to go to heaven, he said, that's better for me. He said, there's a gain in that. Most, most people don't see that as a gain. Most I say, oh, yes, this is Paul, you know, you know, this is Paul, the great apostle Paul. The rest of us don't have to think like that. Yes, we do. It's in the word of God because God wants you to see something. God, this is a man, as I said, Paul had a vision of heaven. He says, I was caught up to the third heaven. This is a man who had angels and pair in front of him on the, on the boat uh, in Acts 
when he was on the way to Rome. He says, an angel of the Lord stood before me this night. It's not the first time he saw angels either. This is a man that heavenly powers flowed through his life. And he had seen the heavenly realm. And he began in his life, he began to realize something. That is really reality. That is what it's all about. He began to lose lose sight, not in a bad way, but lose sight of the real, of, of the importance of natural things. And he began to realize there's only one thing that matters in life. Okay. And I'm going to read this. He says it in this purpose, in this passage, but he says, from my point of view, for me to die is gain. He said, if, for me to step over into the heavenly realm, he says, that's far better. In fact, let me read some of this because he says he uses some of this terminology. Verse 22, for if I live on in the flesh, in other words, for me to live here in the natural, he says, this will mean fruit from my labor. He says, if I keep going here, I'm going to get from some more fruit for, for my labor. Well, what's his labor? He was a minister. Okay. But then he says this, yet what I shall choose, I cannot tell. Now he's talking about a choice. What's, what is the choice? Well, the choice, he's talking about living here in the natural or stepping over into the heavenlies. And he's, he's, he's literally saying, I'm really trying to decide which of these two I should do. <laughs> okay. He says, I, I, I'm not really sure which right, you know, he's thinking this through. He said, I don't know which one I should choose. Why is he caught up in this being such a big choice? For most people, if you say to them, you got a choice to live or die, you know, which, well, no, no, I'm going to hold on to my natural life. Why was Paul in a place where he suddenly thought, my word, you know, I'd rather, it's better if I go. Because this is a man who understood the reality of heaven. This is a man who's seen heaven. He lived his life on this earth. He, he's the one who wrote, we carry the fragrance of heaven in our lives. He, there were, this world, the realm, the world of heaven, the realm of God was real to him. Now let's look, let's look at what he continues on and says here. Verse 23. So he's just said, I'm not really sure which one I'm going to choose. Verse 23 says, for I am hard pressed between the two. Between what two? Should I go? Should I stay? Now, he, this is, he, this, listen to his wording. He's not, he's not saying this is an easy choice. He says, I'm hard pressed. Or, or today we might more use the phrase, I'm torn between the two. He says, I'm really torn. And, and then he says this, having a desire to depart and be with Christ. Why is he so torn between, should I, live, should I continue on in the natural or should I go into the heavenlies? He says, because everything inside of him wanted to go into the heavenlies. He's seen that realm. He knows what it's like there. Now, let me tell you this. <laughs> Paul was a man who had Christ in his life. Okay. It is only better <laughs> to die with Christ in your life. If you're listening to this message and you don't know Jesus, there is nothing better about dying. Okay, you need Jesus in your life. You need to understand that it is only those who are born of God, like I've talked about, those who have received the Lord Jesus Christ into their lives, who 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 know the Lord God, and they've got a relationship with God. They 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 have received Jesus. They're born of God. They've got a heavenly citizenship. What Paul is saying here only applies to to those people, to us, the body of Christ, believers. 
Okay, if you don't know God, now's the term. You can receive him into your life. You say, Heavenly Father, I, I, want, I, want to, I want to know what he's talking about right now. I want to know. I want to ha have God in my life. I don't know God. I, I, Jesus Christ died for you. Jesus died on the cross so that you could, you could know God. And all you have to do is open your life and say, Jesus, I want to receive you as Lord of my life. I believe God raised Jesus from the dead. That manifestation of the power of God, that Jesus was raised. He didn't just die. He came back to life. The power of God. He was raised from the dead for you so that you could be born of God and you could receive him into your life. So if you need that, do that. <laughs> okay. It's not that difficult. It's, I'm not talking about receiving a religion. I'm talking about coming to know the God of the universe, coming into a personal relationship and, and actually realizing I'm a part of heaven now. I'm a citizen, citizen of heaven now. But anyway, let's continue on with, with Paul here. And he says this, he says, for me to die is gain. And he says, I don't know which to choose. And, and he says, my desire, he says, what I, re what I really want is to depart and be with Christ. Wow. How could he say that? He doesn't say, I want to live down here as long as I can and, and live in the natural. And then when I'll, eventually I'll go. No, he's saying the opposite. He, why? Why is this man talking like this? Because he knew the reality of that realm. He's seen heaven. He knows what it's like. He's walked in the powers of heaven. He knows that, that that's an amazing place to be. Isn't it? He says, it's no loss for me to go there. Hey, if you, if you, you know, just, you need to realize this. If you've had, if you've had Christians, believers who have died and gone on, they're not sitting up in heaven suffering. Man, they got it better than us down here. This is real, by the way. This is real. Sometimes we sit down here, we miss them. And, oh, I miss them. I don't see them anymore. And that's sad. And I understand grief and pain. Get a hold of the fact that they're still alive. They're just in the heavenly realm. Jesus said that. Jesus said, he who believes in me will never die. You're not talking about natural death there. Your natural life can come to an end. He says, <coughs> and Jesus talked about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And he said this, he says, God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. And the Bible says they were all shocked because he's just mentioned Abraham. And then Jesus said, God's not the God of the dead. He's the God of the living. What was Jesus saying? Abraham's still alive, guys. <laughs> Since they were all shocked, they were like, what? Where is he? He's not Yeah, He's in the heavenlies. He's in another realm. Okay, it's not, it's not a great loss for a believer. You just step over into the heavenly realm. This isn't real to us. We need to hear this. We, this is why messages like this are important, because we need to begin to really get a hold of what is Paul saying here? This is in the Bible. Paul, Paul was in a position where he was torn. He said, I'm hard pressed. I'm really torn. He said, I want to go. I want to go to heaven. He said, it's a game for me to go. It's better for me to go. That's where I really want to be. That's where my heart is. That's where my passion is. He says, I've got a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. We don't see, we don't think it's better. This, this is in the Bible. Why could Paul talk like this? Because the reality of that realm was real to him. He 
lived his life connected into the heavenly realm. He lived his life. The natural wasn't, he knew the natural wasn't all there is to life. He knew heaven's real. He knew God's real. Someone says, well, you, are you, you can't know whether God's real. Believe me, you can. You might start off when you become a Christian, putting faith in, in God. And, you know, well, I don't know if he's real, but I'm going to put faith in him. But believe me, you can get to know him and you can to realize he's real. Paul experienced God in his life. It wasn't just a philosophy or a belief system. It was real to him. See, this is the difference between Paul and a lot of Christians. A lot of Christians, to, to a lot of Christians, Christianity is a philosophy to them or it's a belief system. But the reality of God and the presence of God and the power of God and, and who God is and the reality of heaven, it's not very real to a lot of us. Why am I doing this series? Because God wants it to become real to us. And I'm showing you, Paul, here. he says, he says he understood. He, like I said, he's, he's had a vision of heaven. He's been up there. He knows what it's like. He says, man, I, I, I want to go be up there. He says, that's where I really want to be. That's where his heart is. Everything inside of him is crying out. I want to go be with Christ. I just want to go. But notice this. He doesn't finish there. That's not all he says. Let's keep reading. Verse 24. What does he say next? He says, from my point of view, I want to go. Verse 24. He says, nevertheless, to remain. In other words, to stay here on the natural earth. To remain in the flesh is more needful for you. What's he saying here? He's saying, I'm on, I, I'm on this earth for a reason. He says, ah, if it was up to me, I'd rather go. See, if it was all about us, then the moment you receive Jesus, you might as well just go to heaven. Okay, far better. We've got an eternity to live for. Paul realized something. Paul realized this. He says, as much as I want to go, as much as I'd prefer to go, as much as it's better for me to go and live in that realm, he says to remain here in the natural is better for you. In other words, I'm not staying for me. Paul realized this. My life on this earth has a purpose. The only reason I'm in the natural world isn't for all the things I can accumulate, isn't for all the things I can do. And me, my life, every, we talked about this last week. This is, this is what people get consumed about in life. Me, my life, what I can achieve, what I can do. Paul had a different view. He said, I'm not here for me. I'm here for you. The only reason I'm still staying here is I've got a destiny to fulfill. I've got a purpose. I am an ambassador on this, on this earth, in this natural realm. To, to represent heaven, not for my benefit, for your benefit. And someone reads this and they go, oh yes, but Paul was a preacher, he was a minister. No, no, no. This is in the word of God for every Christian. God wants us to begin to realize every one of us have a purpose. We are on this earth to represent heaven. We are here to achieve something. And that's the only reason it's worth staying. Okay. Paul came to the conclusion, I'm going to stay. Remember he said, I'm torn. I don't know which one to do. He says, everything inside of me wants to go. Because that's a better realm. He says, I'm quite happily, just like Elijah, just step on over and go to that realm. 
And then in verse 25, he says this, being confident of this, being confident of what? What he's just said, that to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. He says, because of this, I'm confident of this. He says, I know that I shall remain. He says, I'm going to stay. And just two verses earlier, he's saying, I'm torn between the two. I don't know which to choose. And then he thinks it through and he comes to the conclusion and he says, I'm going to stay. And continue with you all. Why? Why am I going to stay? For your progress. Paul understood, I'm here for other people. I'm here to bring the kingdom of God into other people's lives. That's why I'm here. It's not a side purpose. It's not just a purpose for preachers. It's not just some of us. It is time for the Christ, for Christians to begin to realize we are on this earth for uh, on this earth for a reason. Every one of us. My only purpose isn't to, to what I can do and what I can achieve. That's fine to do. I'm not saying don't, I'm not saying don't do anything. It's all right to get some things. God will take care of you and bless you in some areas. But make your primary, your number one, the the only reason I'm on this planet of any importance is a heavenly purpose. I'm here to represent heaven. I'm here for the fragrance of heaven to flow through my life. I'm here to remain connected to the heavenly realm so that God can flow through my life for other people. And if it wasn't for that, might as well step on over. See, this is where Christians are struggling. It's one of the areas. It's because they 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 they, they say, no 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 you know you know I don't want to I don't want to live all out for God because you know I I got my plans and then but then they want God to bless their plans they want God to move in their life Jesus said seek ye first the kingdom and His righteousness then God will give you all the other things people say well yeah but I want God to give me all the other things now you got to get your priorities right first. You've got to begin to realize I've got a heavenly purpose. There's a realm of God. It's a real realm. God has put his glory in us. Paul, Paul, in fact, he's, he talked about we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Some of the other things Paul said, uh, Romans 8, <coughs> Romans 8, 18, he says this. I consider that the sufferings of this present time, the sufferings I'm going through on the earth are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. So all the things I'm, that happened to me in the natural, he says, that is nothing. It's, it's nothing. Why? Because he was aware of the glory, the glory of God that was going to be revealed in his life. He said, that's what really matters. All those other things, tower, they're, 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 they're not that important. They're not, they're, they're not the most important things. Hebrews, I'm going to read you one more thing. Hebrews, Hebrews chapter nine, uh, chapter 11, verse nine. Talking about some of the patriarchs, Jacob and, and, and his, his Isaac and some of them. He says, he says that it's talking about that. Says, you know, they they were heading. They knew God had promised them a land. But it, it, the emphasis of Hebrews 11, nine, 11, verse nine and 10 is the fact that they realized the temporariness of their lives says they dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob 
the Ezra promise is that they waited for a city. In other words, a tent is, a, is something temporary. It says that they knew there was something better ahead. And, and then what they were living in at that stage was temporary. Now put that in context. Three verses later, this is what he says. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole verse. He says that, he says that uh, they were assured, these all were assured, embraced and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. They were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. And verse 16 says they desired a better that is a heavenly country. There's a, that part of that message is that, that these people realized it's not all about my natural life. It's not all about the way, what I'm living for down here. They realized we're just pilgrims on this earth. We put it in New Testament terminology. We're here. We're ambassadors. We're, an ambassador represents another, one kingdom to another, one nation to another. My entire purpose on this planet is to represent the, 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 the realm of God. But if I live my life so naturally minded that I'm disconnected from that realm, I'm not going to really represent it very much. We need, to, we need to stay plugged in, connected in, stay hooked up into that realm. Paul said, walk in the spirit. Walk and live and abide. Jesus said, abide in me, live in me, remain connected to the vine. Why? Because that is how his life, his power, his glory is going to flow through you from the heavenly realm into the natural realm. But if we disconnect and we just get caught up in the natural realm, the enemy is just going to get us so naturally minded. Heaven's powers can't flow through us. We need to grab a hold of just like Paul said. Paul began to realize uh, the only reason I'm here is a purpose. He said, I'm here to get a job done. I'm here to represent heaven. I'm here for heaven to flow through me onto this earth and, and for God's words to flow through me into the lives of other people, to benefit others. That's all that really matters. So these words that Paul said, when he said, for me to live is Christ and, and to die is gain, that's not just the words of a preacher. That's in the Bible for all of us. That's for us to begin to understand I have a heavenly purpose. And the more we capture this, this is why I'm doing this series. The more we capture this, the more we get a hold of this and begin to realize the real purpose of my life. The more we begin to connect in and begin to say, this is what, this is the most important thing every day is to remain connected into the vine, to walk in the spirit, to remain close, to become spiritually minded. Don't allow the enemy to just trap me down in the natural world where I'm just naturally minded and it's only natural things that I think about all the time. Yes, do the natural things you've got to do. I'm not saying don't get things done, but connect in. Live your life for a heavenly purpose and begin to realize I am here for the, the, for the heavenlies to flow through my life onto this earth to other people, to manifest the glory and the presence of God. Now, this kind of message is needed right now. We need, we need Christians to begin to get a hold of this. Begin to realize my whole life, my, my, the primary thing I'm here to live for is for my purpose and my destiny in God on this planet. That matters. When you get a hold of that and you make that your most important thing and you remain connected into Him and get filled with His presence, filled with His power, filled with His glory, connected in, 
and begin to manifest heaven on this earth. Amen. So anyway, I'm going to uh, I'm going to stop there. And I, but I'm doing this series on the realm of God for a reason because we need to capture the reality of the heavenly realm and what's truly important. And as we do that, I believe we'll start stepping into more of the manifestation of the miraculous through more of us. God bless you. And uh, just going to mention this as a quick announcement. Uh, I'm starting this Saturday. I'm starting in, uh, some of you know, I do online Bible courses. Um, you can find them at fromtheseshores.online. Now, the website address on the screen is fromtheseshores.com. That's the main ministry website address. But if you go to the site fromtheseshores.online, you'll find the online Bible courses that I run. Uh, I'm starting a new one this um, Saturday. It's a practical course about how to effectively minister healing to other people. So it's a course where we're going to train people how to minister healing, how to help other people on a one-on-one -on -one basis receive healing. The course is not focused on the will of God to heal or all that. We'll do other stuff. But this is a ministry course to train you how to help other people receive healing, how to pray for other people. So if any of you are interested in that and want to know more about how to minister healing to others from these shores online, you need to create a user on that um, uh, on that. If you go to the login page and create a user and then register on the courses that's starting this Saturday. So God bless you. Thank you as well. I see all the thank yous. And uh, it's good to see you all. Uh, that's great, Becca. Good. Three of you joining. Hopefully more as well. I know other people are signing up, so it'll be really good. Bless you all. And uh, some of you will. Oh, also Friday. I forgot to say this. Friday, This Friday evening, um, we've got a, a meeting on Zoom for it's, it's focused on anyone. It's the focuses people anywhere in the United Kingdom who begin to understand that it is time for a word based spirit filled people to arise across the United Kingdom. So normally I do these meetings focused on specific areas in the United Kingdom this Friday. Uh, at 7.30 p.m. on Zoom. You can find information. Just watch this page and also the website. for It's on fromtheseshores.com slash meetings. I'll put the Zoom information about it there. But I believe it's time for, for across the United Kingdom for a word-based, spirit-filled people to, to stand together for the word of God in our nation. And so that meeting is part of that. I do these every month, but this month, nationwide focus for that meeting. So God bless you. There's a lot of things coming up this week, Friday, Saturday. That's great, Helen. I'm glad you'll be joining us and, and others as well. So thank you. Bless you. We'll see you Friday, Saturday, and again on Tuesday. Amen. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>